This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hi, this is Heather. Hey, this is Liz. We're going to be talking Doctor Who season nine this episode. Absolutely. Let's hit that music. discovered a new beverage. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's actually because um, I made you come over to my house and bring breakfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're stopping at Jack in the Box. So I had to go onto the interwebs and Google what they had. And they have something called some kind of cinnamon, Cinnabon yeah, iced it's coffee. Like, it was like this, the iced Cinna coffee, I think is yeah. what it's called. But it, it's, it's Cinnabon it's, branded, it's, yeah. right? And I got it and I took a sip of it. And it tastes just like the melted ice cream or icing of mm-hmm. um, on the Cinnabon, nice. which is very tasty, but it was a lot of sugar. Mm-hmm. And I found that a dash of whiskey really calms it down, and it's 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 a delightful drink. What's well, um you know I I really enjoy watching you add whiskey into delightful <laughs> breakfast beverages that I bring you from Jack in the Box, um, and and it is technically uh, as we are recording this like six minutes to noon, <laughs> but you've been drinking it for like an hour and a half, so <laughs> yeah. you know it's cool, it's tasty, yeah. You well, that is tasty. good. I'm glad it is. How coffee is it? Because I am not a. It's coffee not fan. very coffee. Okay, it's, so it's, that might be something I might try because I just yeah. don't like coffee aftertaste. Mm-hmm. Like I used to drink the uh, I don't know what they call them the mocha lattes or whatever mm-hmm. from Cinnabon uh, but they do have that coffee yeah, aftertaste this really and didn't I don't ha- like that this really didn't have any it was really really sweet it was like drinking um, producer Craig's coffee which is a little bit like um, <laughs> that almost went to like a that actually went to a really dirty place in my brain so, so gross so wow gross. No, <laughs> his, his coffee is like uh, drinking melted ice cream I'm a fan of that yeah I like my coffee to taste like milk and sugar, so I just, in fact, drink milk usually, mm-hmm. except now I found I think I'm lactose intolerant because I'm old, mm-hmm. but I found, okay, I have, a, I have a recommendation for that if you happen to be lactose intolerant and don't like the taste of lactose-free milk because it's usually weirdly sweet. Oh, I think lactate tastes fine. I've not tried the lactate. My dad, just like my dad gets milk. that Horizons Organic, and whatever reason, it just tastes sickly sweet to me, and I like sweet things, so it's weird. Uh, a couple of friends of mine recommended uh, HEB carries a brand called Mootopia, mm-hmm. and their lactose-free milk is delicious. It tastes like actual milk. It doesn't taste anything different, but it's also got like twice the protein and half the fat. Like it's just, it's really good. So they also only sell it like their largest container is the half gallon carton thing. So you can't get a huge you thing can't of it. get a huge thing of it, but it also lasts a good long while. Well, so um, all lactose free milk and pasteurized milk last a crazy long time yeah. or organic. I'm sorry. Organic. organic yeah. milk. The organic milk lasts like forever. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's it the pasteurization there? actually that makes it not last as, as well. Which same with odd. Same I'm as um, same as eggs. 
um, eggs, if you get them like straight from the chicken's butt, you can just keep it on the, um, it's not the butt, I understand. <laughs> but um, It's in the buttle region. <laughs> it's in the area in which, and my grandparents are uh, chicken farmers, you know, they'd be listening to this and be like, oh your my gra- God. Your grandparents are not listening to no, this They podcast. are not, they're not. They're in their 80s now. So, anywho. I'm just uh, glad my parents don't know how to listen to this podcast, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of our guests just figured out how to do it. That is true. <laughs> uh, it's you a know, new it's a you new medium who you are <laughs> no, okay. okay so we're actually talking doctor who today and well before we get on to doctor who oh, we yes. do have to mention we've got some announcements we have some announcements to make the first announcement or the most important announcement right now is that and you may have seen our video we put a video out on our facebook page and then put it on twitter and instagram and so it's everywhere. And people actually like watched it. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, we have been selected to be a part of the 2017 Comic Palooza podcast partnership program for the second year, awesome. which is awesome. We are super excited to be going to this, to be uh, being on possibly some panels and just getting around to see the peeps and to see what all is going on. We're hoping to have our own panel. Well, I mean, we don't know. We we submitted we for a panel. We have been advised that if we do get said panel, it will be uh, censored. Yeah, they have to change our name. So the the name. Let's uh, excuse me. They have to change our name in their program. We are not changing the name of our podcast. Nor will we be censoring ourselves during said panel. So if you see anything that looks a little bit like it. So now um, Kitty's recommendation is that we go with Birdie Niches, which I think is hilarious. I kind of like Birdie Niches. I kind of uh, like it too. We uh, would have to pull, you know, promote the crap out of that for people to get it. But. Yeah, it would take a while. And then um, we had a Twitter follower tell us to change it to ner- uh, Nerdy Beaches. Nerdy Beaches is cute. Yeah. Nerdy Bees has been probably the most, po- you know, the most, most ex- often thing that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, probably the ones that people would just naturally get. I liked yours where we just replace some of the characters yeah. and bitches with their numeric exactly. components. It's like, yeah, it's the elite bitches. Of, it's course, <laughs> of course, if you're going to do that, then at that you po- might as well just print at that it because it looks you the did, same. I know. At that point, you did not save any child from knowing what the word bitch is. And I think we would be happy to put a sign on the door that says, you know, we're going to say bitches and stuff in here. No children. Or, yeah. you know, if you're going to bring your kid to our event, then that's on you. It's not on me. <laughs> yeah. You should know better by now. Yeah. It's been yeah. two and a half years. It's so. been a, yeah. It's been a while. Anyway, so um, we're excited for Comic Palooza. Uh, regardless of whether we have a panel or not, we're going to still be promoting the hell out of it because yeah. this is our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. It's our, you know everything in fact i'm supposed to gra- i graduate that weekend and i am not walking she's skipping her own graduation for comic palooza that is dedication yep i like oh, it. i will be wearing my honors cords so. well yeah yeah it's, it's just wandering I, around I can comic. pull mine out and wear them let's just, do it just look like doors i still have my cap from when i graduate i think the gown is maybe at my mom's i could just yeah, go I, as did, a, I didn't get it because i wasn't planning on walking so i i didn't get but i did want the the ropes and then you know i'll yeah. make, going on a little vacation we earned that shit so yeah i know that's that only cost me what twenty eight thousand dollars okay yeah. we, we have <laughs> let's hit this uh this listener question real quick because oh we haven't said this is actually our second attempt at this episode oh, because man. we recorded last weekend two stellar phenomenal episodes even like opera man was here and it was just legendary yeah if they gave out oscars for podcast it would have won they'd be podsters 
The podsters. Actually, podsters. They, do, they do have a, a podcast program. That's beside the point. I'll anyway. tell you about that another time. But anyway, uh, so I woke up Monday morning to a, a text from Heather and then uh, a follow-up message from producer Craig that just said, the podcasts are gone. Yes. I Appa- lost them. Apparently, I was in them. But my witty banter back and forth with Liz did not exist. So it was just some crazy lady responding. To- <laughs> we kind of should play things like that just in like an outtakes. So- One day we'll do a we'll do an outtakes. See, the problem with us is we can't do a lot of outtakes episodes because we don't edit our podcast. Yeah. What you hear is what you get unless we accidentally go on a like 20 minute political tirade and then we decide later to pull that out that happened once yeah or if we say things we're uh not supposed to legally say yeah we've we've taken just just that was like a second yeah yeah just you know 30 minutes of time and now we're this is our third we had two that we recorded and got lost so yeah this is our three lost episodes and uh, we've lost more than three haven't no. we we yeah. lost batman versus superman extended edition yep and then these two. I don't think we've lost any others. Oh, well, maybe that's not too bad of a run. How many it's are not. we in? Uh, 66? So we would have been at 60, or so we would have been at 70 otherwise. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so we are, now we're going to talk about, so come see, I'm sorry, come see is a comic blues. We're just going to replace this section with the comic, with the, with the commercial. <laughs> yeah. Come see us at Comic Palooza May 12th through the 14th at the George R. Brown convention center here in houston texas we will be around we will be tweeting where we are we will be posting the crap out of our panel if we get to have a panel mm-hmm. we're also trying to uh, set up an event for one of the evenings kind of an outside event yep so as we figure that out we will get it going yeah if you're going to be in town why don't you send us a message because i probably will not uh publicize it on the facebook no, page. that might be a little terrifying yeah, so just send, if you're going to be there, though, and you're a listener, just send us a, a message on Facebook. And, or Twitter. And uh, we'll make sure you're part of that invite. Yeah, because it's going to be fun. Uh, yeah. We're probably going to leave the husbands behind, so it'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> I think Craig will be there. Oh, I don't think Opera Man will. Yeah. Anywho. But anyway, so on to this episode. Yeah. All right, so we're talking Doctor Who. And the reason why is because this weekend... Um, Season 10 is uh, premiering. Now, this weekend is probably last weekend for you, but... Um, and it was awesome. Yeah, I'm sure I'm just it was. I'm, go I'm with sure that. it was. Yeah. We love Pearl. Anyway, um, but I never got a chance to talk about how much I enjoyed Season 9. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of my favorite seasons of The New Who. Mm-hmm. And it actually that actually is kind of controversial because a lot of people don't like Peter Capaldi. Which I, I get in a mid twenties fangirl kind of way, but in a run of the show, I, you know, being a fan of the show, I really, I've I've really grown to like him. I don't think I did not like him at first as with all new doctors. It was hard. It was hard. He was the the life cycle, but he's been the hardest to kind of get a hold of for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But grumpy grows on you. It does. Well, I think that he feel he's a lot more like the type of um, doctor I feel like I would be. Yeah. You know, I'm not like a Labrador, right? Like that Matt Smith was just jumping up and hopping happy and and um um I'm 
not that way. Like yeah, I no. will do the right thing at the end of the thing, but I won't go out of my way to be like, this is the moral stance I am taking I will tell on you to this shut recycling. It up. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Like I love it how Peter Capaldi will get like a business card from somebody and he'll just like throw it on the ground. Uh-huh. I totally would do that. I if do I had that. The, yeah. If I had the cojones. Not, not at Comic Palooza though. I, yeah. I, no, no. We a, will take I, your card. I have a lot of cards from Comic Palooza. Too. It's uh, yeah. If, if it, if it lasts through the weekend, it's pretty much staying. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I still have found three on my desk the other day. I was like, where did these come from? And they're all it. like literary agents. I'm like, I should call somebody. <laughs> I got a book. I should call somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, I love Peter Capaldi. I'm very sad that season 10 is his last season. Yeah. Um, he's probably, I I believe he's probably going to be gone. Either be, uh, you know, it's either going to be the season finale. He's gone and we'll see the or new the doctor Christmas. on Christmas or we'll lose them on Christmas. There's something that I have a tough time with, which is losing my doctor on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, although I was pretty okay with Matt Smith by the end of that crappy episode. Ugh. Remember oh, that when was the one where he's got handles he, the whole time? Yeah, yeah, I did like handles. Handles was awesome. Handles was just a Cyberman head. I know. He was, <laughs> I know. He was <laughs> like cool. he was. Uh, it was very much just stolen straight from Castaway. I mean, Handles might as well have been named Wilson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it was cute. I mean, that part was cute. But yeah, I was a little. Well, over I, it. I, I, and you know, when you know that he's going and, and Clara in that episode, too, she was, was just annoying as awful. shit. It's like, and I mean, there was never this romance between them. I didn't feel Mm-mm. until she just was like, oh, by the way, and this is with the problem with Moffat's writing. And I've had this problem <laughs> from the beginning. So we're losing Moffat, too. Yeah. Um, but um, he, you know what? We actually should look up because you were saying that you think that maybe he wrote the last season. This this season and yeah, I don't a know. New one. I don't know. So um, he was on like the the couple of things I've seen that the BBC has put out on YouTube for the upcoming episode ten, talking about Bill, talking about Bill, the new companion, um, and some of the other things. He was in that. So, but I don't know if the new person. Yeah, you might be right. They might have. They might be switching at the same time I as the doctor. So. But I thought they announced Stephen leaving. Um, they did announce it, but. The lot, I remember there was like a live panel or a live discussion last year with them um, before even the episode where Clara died. We knew she was leaving. And then Moffat had announced that 10 would be his last season. And Capaldi made, he did not say he was leaving, but it was very strongly implied that he would be going out the door with Moffat. Yeah, so. that usually um, when uh, Tennant left, he left when Russell D. Davies left. Yeah. Now, I've had I have a love hate relationship with Stephen Moffat. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, he writes his characters inconsistently yeah. because season nine, Clara was awesome. And yeah, when we but first she met was such Clara, a, such a wuss in the previous season. I know, she hated her. In, in fact, when I heard that she was leaving, I was happy, and yeah. then she was awesome in. Um, the ne- next season. So she was awesome in season nine and I was over her in season eight. So like she did redeem herself somewhat, but I'm like, why wasn't she written like this the whole way through? Because mm-hmm. she really wasn't. No, I liked her much better in this season. Although I was still looking forward to her death because we knew that she was actually being killed off. Like that was kind of something we knew was going to happen. It wasn't going, she wasn't going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. So they said, and we yeah. watched that episode, but we're going to get into it because yeah. we're going to talk yeah. through the season. Yeah, we'll talk through the season. Um, it does look like Stephen Moffat is still this yep. for this next uh, so. for this next season, and then it goes to that um, Chris, um, whose name we can't pronounce. Yeah, yeah. So we get, we'll Chib- get it. Chibnall. 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 Sounds like a Pokemon. 
chimpanzee. He's, he's a no. Pokemon. Sure. Okay. Anyway, so he's let's... He's a Chippendale. There you go. So let's let's talk through the season episodes, and we're not going to synopsize them, really. We're just going to talk about yep. what... Um, we're going to talk about what we liked about them. Let's talk about them as their arcs, because that's a little bit easier yeah, than I, trying I know, to remember. Yeah, so... Um, I don't really count Last Christmas as being no. a thing. That was the one, you know, it was kind of fun. It had um, Nick Frost in it, but that was about it. Um, yeah. Isn't that the one where we all assumed Santa. that she was knocked up? Did what? Because after Danny dies, she oh, has some we kind hoping. of, she well, she goes to the future and finds a, like a descendant of yeah. his. And we're like, what? And then there was, I don't know. I there know. Was it something was, going on in was, one of those episodes. It was sad where, to me that... She was supposed to be a descendant. He was supposed to be a descendant because he had the toy, you know. Yeah. And, and so um, that that's why I was expecting something to happen. Mm-hmm. But you know what? That's how... Uh, just because you've seen something in the future doesn't mean it will necessarily be. And we always learn that with Doctor Who. Or... We're going to find out in like 13 seasons from now that, oh, right. yeah, it really did exist or they had twins or yeah. some shit like that, you yeah, know. But anywho. Probably so, not if she did, but we'll get to that as yeah, well. Yeah. So um, so I'm not counting last Christmas because mm-hmm. uh, it was technically part of season nine, but I just didn't find it. Well, see, even like when we download them, because we download them all through iTunes and watch mm-hmm. them on Apple TV since we don't have cable. Uh, we it, uh, Season nine started with The Magician's Apprentice. Which is the first? Yeah, that's episode. what I would consider it too. So that's what we'll go with. All right. So Magician the Brennis is, um, you know, was the season premiere, and we brought they brought back Missy. Mm-hmm. I love and, Missy. And they brought back um, Jenna, obviously. Clara. Um, yeah. Clara. Yeah. Jenna Coleman. I mean, I like Jenna Coleman. I do too. I just, I just yeah. didn't like Clara. I didn't like. I didn't like Clara. I like. I no guy. Okay. Let me go back. I liked her. In the, I saw, I liked her as Souffle Girl. Yes. And I liked her as the, in that one Christmas episode. I liked her in the Christmas episode-ish. I was mm-hmm. starting to get annoyed with the, the dying and coming back thing. And well, then it just went all to ape shit. And that, you know, <laughs> and that was, yeah, when, and it was during Stephen Moffat's time, which is why I have a tough time. I'm still going to, I'm still going to push back on this because Russell T. Davies wrote every bad, cheesy episode of Doctor Who I ever saw. They were just, it like ridiculously stupid. Yeah. And every well, time I was like, this is a stupid episode. Guess who wrote it? Yeah. So. Well, I primar- primarily think of Doctor Who as being like a monster of the week type thing. And so Russell T. Davies kind of worked out in there. But, uh, you know, Stephen Moffat did write some of my favorite episodes ever. Mm-hmm. He just did not write my favorite episodes did he do consistently. The Angels? Wasn't that him? Oh, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't remember. The, um, I think it was because it wasn't cheesy at all. Yeah, it was good. That <laughs> that episode was good. In fact, I make people like, if they're thinking about going into that, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have too much of the doctor in it, but I'm like, just watch this episode. Yeah, it's really creepy though. Yeah. You'll never go into a, yeah, and you'll like never a know statue that, garden again. I know, it is creepy. Okay, so. Um, Magician's Apprentice. Yes, Magician's- This one starts out, uh, we've got a little boy who is standing in the middle of a field in clearly war-torn type circumstances. A soldier is there trying to save him. And he dies. Yeah, that soldier dies because he's in the hand mines. I know, that was messed up. And it was like zombie hands popping up out of the ground and grabbing you by the ankle kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And you're like, uh, what? Yeah. (laughs) 
So, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, and then but the, this little boy just standing there, like kind of yelling, help me, help me, help me, somebody help me. And I, then you hear, and it's like, you just saw a dude die and you're going to ask more people to help. Yeah. That's selfish little it, boy. It is, you that little is bastard. selfish. You are a selfish little <laughs> bastard. But we hear through the mist in the background, we hear the TARDIS start to land. It's, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't miss that sound at all. And so then we've got the doctor who shows up. And throws the kid a screwdriver. I'm not exactly sure what the screwdriver is going to do against him. It created hands. an audio link between the two of them. You just rewatched this episode. I did, but I guess I wasn't really paying so that, that he close could attention. talk and have him still hear it. So yeah. it was just like the Bluetooth, you know. Oh, yeah. So he was pretty close, though. It, it did seem like he, he was, was extremely like on close. the other side of the hand mines. Yeah, like he's just like eight feet he, away. He did look like he was close enough that he didn't need to. He really um, did. But so whatever. this is yeah. this is how. Uh, we find the doctor who's actually lost his screwdriver because yeah. he takes off. Because he asks the kid, what's your name? And his name is Davros. Awesome. And then it just immediately switches over to something completely yeah, yeah. different. So then, it, but so that's that's your first thing into this season. And I see this is a new doctor. I mm. already felt that he was a new doctor, even though we'd already seen an entire season from yeah. him. Because I thought he has a moral dilemma here mm-hmm. because he knows Davros, you know, Technically, Davros, you know, is responsible for if, the time war yeah, because you, he created the Daleks. Yeah, if you don't know who Davros is, he is the creator of the Daleks. Yeah. So, and um, which is weird because there's also another thing like, how did a Time Lord get onto this planet that he doesn't even know where it is? But whatever. Anyway, how uh, does he get anywhere? It's usually because the TARDIS has her PMS and just shoots him somewhere. Oh, no, I was referring because Davros is a Time Lord. Oh, well, he's yeah. not at that time, is he? Oh, well, I don't know. I thought that you had to I like go know. to military training to become a Time Lord. That is some of the weird shit that they talked about in season eight that doesn't seem to go through for the rest of the time because because um, the doctor hates the people in the military. If you were in the this military, doctor. yeah, but still, yeah. whatever. Okay, so next <laughs> next we go through. We go see. Then we get to see Missy, and she's funny. And Missy blah, blah, blah. has Missy is trying to get attention, and the way that she has done this is she has frozen all of the airplanes in the world that are currently in the air exactly where they are. This becomes disconcerting for people to see an airplane hanging in the air. Um, Clara ends up having to, she knows she's teaching school at this point. So she has to like uh, take, she, first of all, she, she, tells, leaves, yeah. she tells all of her students to tweet these planes, like to mm-hmm. you know put it on Twitter. And then she goes and goes, I have to take a personal day. Bye. And she goes to uh, uh, unit, unit. Yeah. To check in with them. And they, Hook up with Missy and Missy starts zapping like Secret Service men because she can. Yeah, yeah, but because she's a bitch. Yeah, it's Missy. It's, it's awesome. She's awesome. She is awesome though. So yeah, the whole thing is that she is the Doctor's oldest friend, and just because they hate each other doesn't mean they're not friends. And blah blah blah. And it kind of makes sense because well, she's also the only other one left. Yeah, you know, there's and, really nobody else for him to. Yeah, because what has happened is she has sent him. He has sent her. His confession wheel, confession yeah. disc, whatever they call it. It made sure it gets to him. It's basically Her. his last will and testament that tells all of his bad stuff. And the only way he would do that is if he were going to die. Yeah. And so now they're trying to find him. Yeah. So this is my favorite part. So they, anyway, they go through they the things. Find they him find him. 1138, the year, 1138. On a fucking tank playing the guitar. In the middle of like a... <laughs> It's not gladiatorial, but it's kind of yeah, a, yeah. It was like an you know yeah. an axe fight. Yeah, you know, it was he hilarious. Brought, he brought an axe to an axe fight. It, it was just an okay. electric guitar. It, and it was, was awesome. awesome. 
I don't know how to describe how much I loved those scenes. Go go uh, YouTube this particular clip because you won't be sorry. It was they were showing pictures of him with the guitar and they were showing pictures of him with the glasses. And I was, you know, I didn't know if it was going to be part of the episode or if it was going to be more like um, uh, because he's a he's a real, you know, musician right. slash actor if they were trying to be cute and whatever. But no, I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was just <laughs> like, I love like classic rock. You know, he's probably more 80s rock. But nonetheless, rock. It's classic now. It Hello, is, it's been it 30 is, years. It is. Anywho, I don't know. I don't They've really... got Daughtry on Sunny 99.1 now. So you know what? We're past classic. I remember when I was We're like. We're getting oldies. When I 80s was, are about to be oldies. When I was in a teenager, I was like, I cannot wait until I'm in my 30s and all of the radio stations play music I like. And you know what? <laughs> it's yeah. now one. Yeah. Yeah, there's only one station, though. There's a real small window between all of the stations that play what, like, the teeny boppers like and the stations that play what the old people like. And we have, you know, there's a real small little window there in the middle. And it's whatever's usually playing on an elevator. Yeah. <laughs> or I'm a big fan. In a, in a Sometimes doctor's you just office. take it a little bit longer. Yeah. Can I wait for this song to end? <laughs> That's oh. when you know you're in your... Whatever. I got drunk in that uh, Uber car. No, I, I, mean, I, I wasn't drunk. He picked me up from a party. I don't drive drunk, so I had an Uber guy come pick me up, and I asked him if he changes the, his radio station according to what he like perceives that the people in the back seat would mm-hmm. like. And he's like, "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "This is the white people music, isn't it? Because it's I, it's totally rocking. I love it. <laughs> You're rocking the drunk white chick station." <laughs> and he's like, "Yep, yeah. that's what ninety six point five. That one ninety six point five. That was, uh, there's like, you know, anyway, beside the point. All right. So Peter Capaldi is looking awesome. That's when we find out that Davros is trying to get him. Or no, we don't even know it's Davros no. right now. We just know that the snake man is getting him, blah, blah, blah. But um, it takes all of them. Yeah. So they don't want the girls, but they, yeah. they insist. Yeah. And so it's, it's really kind of cool. Anyway, they jumped. So this is part of the big arc, um, the t- two episode arc um, with the magician's apprentice. And um, it was two episodes, right? Yeah, it was because yeah. the Night Sisters are in the beginning. Of the oh, middle. yeah. That was we don't cool. know what they're called. Anyway, so the next episode is when we get to see them uh, on Davros and uh, find out. Not Davros. Oh, shit, I forgot the name of the. Um, it's not in your list there? Oh, yeah. You've actually anyway, got the. the I was summary. like, as soon as, I saw, as soon as I saw the episode, I was like, oh, shit, he made. And then insert uh, Dalek's house. Yeah, built thing here, and I said it the exact second. <laughs> the house that Davros built, and then you put me in front of a microphone, and I'm like, no "Fuck, I don't is. remember it. I barely what remember Gallifrey." This, this one episode. What are you doing? Well, oh, I'm a give, me the, give me the work. Give me the work. Scaros, Scaro, Scaro, Scaro. No, uh, Seraph. No, no well, that's that might the guy. be. Sorry, yeah. no. Scaro, Scaro yeah. is this is because when I saw it. I was, you know, I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, shit, it's Scaro. Okay, so anyway, they're on Scaro. It's Davros. And, um, uh, you know, it's kind of fun. It's bringing back classic Daleks. But that's when we learn that the doctor has replaced his sonic screwdriver. Now we know why. Um, with uh, sonic sunglasses. Awesome. So, yep. And anywho. So yeah, that was... The, uh, the second episode in that is called The Witch is Familiar. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's the same episode. So it I is. know... But there we, was we, so call many. Them the, we call them the Night Sisters because they remind us of the Night Sisters from uh, the, uh, the, the Star, Star Wars, Wars universe. Yeah. Yep. 
they do they really feel like it they have their own like planet yeah. there's no dudes on the planet you yeah. know it makes sense unless you go to the other side the other and then side that's where, where all the Darth Maul's are. are. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Isn't that the Darth Maul yeah, planet too? Yeah, that's where See, Darth Maul and uh, look whatever at, his name Look is. at me get my Star Wars nerd on. I know. Like I just, none of these things would have picked up for me uh, prior to the podcast really. Well, yeah. is, hasn't your world opened and expanded? Yes. Mine has expanded has all of time Ewoks. and space because I, it's more Ewoks. Mine now has a, the a, a crazy man in a box. Yeah. So it's very exciting. I did not have the doctor before we started podcasting. Yeah. So this last season had almost every episode was a two-parter, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird. I wasn't used to it, but mm-hmm. I, I really I liked it. I did too. It was a little bit more in-depth storytelling than what you can get in just the Mm -hmm. single episode loop where they're just jumping from place to place and having a silly adventure. Yeah. Now the next, uh, the next twofer (laughs) that I, that I loved, uh, that came out right afterwards. And this was, I think this may have been my favorite storyline of the standard season. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was the under the lake and before the flood one. Now Toby Whithouse wrote it and I didn't really know of any that he wrote before, Mm -hmm. but I loved it. It was and that really shit good. It was good. So, and we, that's where we saw um, one of the main characters was deaf and had a sign language interpreter, mm-hmm. which makes me super excited because I was like, oh, I got to ask the Blue Sun girls that yeah, are the, yeah. those are the sign language interpreters for Comic Palooza. Um, and like Everywhere every, else, every yeah. good con, if you know, if your con is good, you're going to have them there. Mm-hmm. Anywho. Um, <laughs> are you getting kickbacks for this? I know, I should. <laughs> I just love them, yeah. you know. But, uh, uh, so I was wondering how that they would feel about that seeing a um, a uh, a main character, mm-hmm. a hero, yeah. right, that has a sign language interpreter. I really liked it. Um, I also thought it was very interesting because uh, at towards the end of that, the first episode, so part one, um, they're trying to decide. Okay, we're gonna take the TARDIS and we're gonna get out of here. And then uh, she, who is now basically the first in command for this vessel underwater lab whatever Mm -hmm. it is um she says no i need to stay here because i need to be able to warn people away and Mm -hmm. let them know and to which her interpreter goes oh (laughs) well i guess i'm staying too yeah because at that point you know if somebody else did come and she needs to tell them you have to be able to communicate effectively Mm -hmm. but I, i thought it was really great and they were actually able to use her skills at lip reading Mm -hmm. to try to figure out what it is that these weirdo ghost things are doing and saying yeah, so that they could figure out what they wanted so they can try to figure out how to get out of there. Well, you know, it it kind of reminds me that that, um, uh, the uh, sign language uh, interpreters for the deaf and hard of hearing, they actually do have these like code of ethics. Like Mm -hmm. um, if uh, they're in front of a presentation and somebody asks them who they're presenting for, like who, who's the one that needs an audience, yeah. they don't tell them like that's a privacy thing. Right. And, um, and I've seen where the, um, uh, at a panel where the star says, who's all hearing impaired in the audience? And they'll ask, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't have to raise their hand no, or, you know, and, uh, and it's, so they, there's all these other things. Also, they don't get, try, um, they don't volunteer to be part. They don't ask their own personal questions. They're there right, for right. the audience. Anyway. But so, I think, I think I'm just going to interrupt here mm-hmm. because I, I heard you guys telling some stories about Blue Sun, I think in particular, having to interpret for people like Michael Rooker and uh, Sean Patrick Flannery who are just saying the worst things ever, but they have to, you know, adequately 
oh portray this communication. So I can only imagine. You should have seen the one of them. Um, I saw there was a lady that had worked with John Barrowman and is telling a story about John Barrowman having his dick out on the screen. Well, he just takes his dick out all the time. Yes, I know. It's like it's like Chris Pratt does the same thing. Does he? Yeah, I'd like to see. I'd like to be on that set. (laughs) So apparently there was he does it as a joke to like get the shock and awe thing. Mm -hmm. And so she's describing. So there's John, you know, with his dick out, blah, blah, blah. And then what the interpreter had to do was the funniest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) And then it was so that the star was like, I'm not going to say another word. I do not want to make you do that. I am I so just sorry. Made that poor woman take her dick out. <laughs> so uh, anyway, they're going to love that we told them about that story. <laughs> Half of anyway. them are probably on YouTube anyway. Yeah. So, so um, uh, under the lake and before the flood, I found was a very good storyline. They kind they could have been standalone, but they had a cliffhanger, and it was a hell of a cliffhanger because the doctor became a ghost. Yeah. And. This bothered me. It was just a week to week. You know, there wasn't a break. I woke up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh, I just figured out how he's alive. Oh, thank God. Like, as I was just. (laughs) I like that you're you're concerned that the main character of the show who is not set to regenerate and did not, in fact, regenerate is maybe not going to come back next week. I know. I know. And and then (laughs) Paul, the first time. Okay, so. When, uh, when Paul and I met, now, now Paul is an opera singer. Everyone knows that. That's why I call him Opera Man. It's not just for kicks and giggles. He actually is an opera singer and has been for 25 years and just is amazing, by the way. Do you ever get a chance to hear him? He's amazing. Um, <laughs> he knows no music outside of opera, really. Oh, oh, excuse me. No, no. His, his absolute favorite style of music is film scores. So weird. Not not soundtracks. The it, actual scores. And producer like, Craig's like that too. Well, okay. Yeah. So like when we first met, we met online and I think his handle was film music fan. And I assumed reading it that he was a film and music fan. Yeah. Not that he is in fact a film music fan. But anyway, so, uh, but he doesn't like, I grew up, I mean, I grew up singing as well, but I'm much more of a Broadway musical theater popular music whatever kind of singer so i know musicals i'm a big musical junkie and he had never seen white christmas and white christmas is one of my absolute favorite christmas movies of all times in fact it may just be one of my absolute favorite movies of all time because i will watch it year round and not give a shit so he's never seen it before right and spoilers to you if you've never seen it at one point um bing crosby and rosemary clooney break up because Danny Kay and Vera Ellen have been pulling some shenanigans. And so they break up and, and Rosemary leaves. Betty leaves to go to New York to be a singles act. And Paul, watching this movie, literally <laughs> stomps his feet and says, I hate this movie. <sighs> and I looked at him and I'm like, have you ever seen a fucking movie before? They always do They this. will totally get back to, I mean, Jesus Christ, if this was the end, it would just be It's a Wonderful Life. I mean, come on. Hmm. I hate that show. But anyway, so it's it's really funny to watch these movies with him because he gets so invested mm-hmm. and and then just just thinks it's good. This is it. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, they're you know they're gonna get back together, right? Like that's that's how all <laughs> these, how these movies, movies end. It's they're, usually boy meets it, girl, boy loses girl, boy gets girl yeah. back. You know? Well, but see again, he's an opera guy, right? Yeah. So in opera you have comedy and you have tragedy. Mm-hmm. And the only difference between the two is uh and one in the comedy 
everyone ends up happily ever after. Uh, in two, everyone ends up dead. <laughs> That's it. It's happy or dead. There's no in between. So. There's no emotional arc. No, yeah. no. It's really just just sad. We're super happy having a great time. Maybe some weird stuff's happening, but eh, it's lighthearted enough. You know you're going to walk out with a smile on your face. Yeah. The rest of the time, there might be a suicide hotline number passed out when you're walking out the door. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's I should recommend that, actually. Uh, Houston Grand Opera is about to open the fourth uh, in the ring cycle, Wagner's ring cycle, mm. which is like the big bad of opera. Mm-hmm. This is their, you know, they've been doing this show for four years. Paul's actually It's not already this. open? I thought I it's saw not it open just yet. the other... No. I, I didn't actually see it. I mean, this I saw is, the sign. Uh, this is Gata de so it is the last of the ring cycle. Uh, gorgeous opera sensation christine gerke who is like totally a facebook friend of mine (laughs) know her almost paul knows her totally uh she's here she's gonna be doing this beautiful beautiful thing she plays brunhilda and i'm talking the brass bra the horns the whole thing if you want to see like the quintessential opera performance go get you a ticket you can get them online houstongrandopera.org i think uh yeah and paul's in act two so you you'll see him running across the stage he's adorable (laughs) <laughs> awesome okay back to the other show anyways yes yeah, so, so i mean that's very exciting i, yeah, I don't want to i it, because i'm transitioning it doesn't mean up, that yeah. i just yeah. <laughs> that i don't appreciate it um because I, I wanted to mention my super favorite part of this arc mm-hmm. which was the first five minutes of before the flood which is the second episode which yep. is where he talks about the bootstrap paradox directly to the camera with a guitar. Can you can you tell them about my experience watching this? Oh, yes. You, you, <laughs> you, you can tell them. You, you tell them. So, you know, Liz and her, I have to wait till the next day because it's on um, iTunes. iTunes, yeah. you know. And so she, we were, she came over the very next day. And I'm like, no, we are watching it right now. At least right the first now. five minutes. And so, you know, I only have uh, my, cab- my cable box set up in the bedroom. And so she had to come and sit on my bed and watch the first five minutes because I'm like, you have to see this. It was awesome. It it literally was awesome. And it was totally worth sitting on my friend's bed. For <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Which honestly is not something I have a problem with in life it's, anyway. Yeah, I'm like, I don't just, care. You know, it's I another like, room. I was like, so. come sit on the bed. This is, you know, there's no chairs in my bedroom. Yeah, well, it's a bed. It yeah. But it was just so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was just ecstatic. I just loved it. It was really, really good. Yeah. If you haven't seen that one. Yeah, YouTube that. It. It's all yeah. over YouTube. In fact, he even says, like, when he's talking to that, just Google it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, it's like right now. Yeah, he says, if you've never heard of the bootstrap theory, Google, Google it. it. <laughs> and then, and then, so we Googled it, of course, you know. Course. And um, and then we talked about it on our the, time travel episode. And the first, uh, the first uh, one that pulls up is like, you're probably uh, Googling, getting this page because Doctor Who told you to Google it. I'm sorry, the doctor. Mm-hmm. It probably said Doctor Who told you to Google yeah, it. Yeah, I don't know. Still. Anyway. There are so many people who still call him Doctor Who, even though. Yeah. It's, it's not so, a thing. But. It's not a thing. Well, um, uh, David Tennant is the one that got them to stop putting a Doctor Who in the credits to actually mm. say the Doctor. Nice. As you know, you know. Yeah. So that's cool. And it's because he's a fan. Like, he knows, like, yeah. he, they never call himself, doc, you know, Doctor no, Who. No. So. Someone else does. Yeah. Always. Or they always say, Doctor Who? Like, Doctor a who? question. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. So I can talk more about Before the Flood for, like, three hours. So I'll just let you guys. Uh, it was good. Go watch it's, it. Yeah, it's that's the only way. But the first five minutes, honestly, if I could just like watch it every day just mm-hmm. to get a little boost, I probably would. Sure. But Sounds anyway. like good making up, like putting on your makeup mm-hmm. type of thing to have going on. Yeah. So, so 
All right. So then we had, um, let's see, uh, the next, the next twofer. There was, it was like all <laughs> whole twofers. series, yeah. Um, so next twofer, um, Stephen Moffat did write half of it, or I don't know if he wrote half of it. He co-wrote it um, with Jamie Matheson. That was The Girl Who Died and... Um, That's Maisie... What's yeah. her name, right? Yeah, and it had Maisie William and yep. the woman who lived. Now, um, I uh, I liked this episode. I liked Maisie. I thought she was I really loved good. Her, yeah. And I thought it was really cool that mm-hmm. this is where they brought in that Peter Capaldi was on the episode on the show before. Yes, yeah. This is where he, I think, kind of finally. Yeah, he puts two. He puts two. Well, he's, he started. He's pieced it together a little bit in the first. Yeah, he because he season uh, eight. He kind of. That's they, where I've seen this face before, but he didn't know why. Yeah, and so apparently their um, face is a subconscious picking mm-hmm. something they need, a, a lesson that they need to learn. To So that means that the doctor run across a David Tennant before and the doctor's run across a Matt Smith before. So and, they're out and, there. And, Go and find them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we know where the, there is one David Tennant. We know because he's uh, he's got split in two and he's with Rose. Well, he's in an alternate universe. So. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so it was really cool. So long story short, the, he um, he gave Maisie Williams something that will make it so that uh, uh, she would consist. Her name was like Mathelda or some kind of weird name. She yeah, started going by me, me after a few hundred uh, years mm-hmm. of um, of immortality. Yeah, it's basically like regeneration. Like she just never even she doesn't age anymore. She mm-hmm. kind of just stopped growing at that age that she was. Yeah. And just lives forever. Yeah. Kind of and um, so she comes up a lot of times. In fact, I kind of had a problem with how they did this storyline because the girl who lived was a um, the, the girl, girl who, who died, died. I'm sorry. The girl who died could have been standalone. Okay? And it would have been a very sweet. Yeah. Kind of. Sh- I'm like, it was a good show. Mm hmm. And at the end, but I think I'm getting where you're going with this because then it's okay. So the next episode, I think, is when they bring her back, right? Yeah, just it was right the next part. episode. Yeah. But I felt like they could have put three more episodes in and then brought her back. I think that would well, have been a then, bigger. And impact. then they have another one, and then and, then and she just like then she starts stalking Clara, yeah. and and it just it just got kind of it went from wow, I really like this character to this is just some creepy shit. And now she's just grumpy and fuck you. You know, mm-hmm. I found it. Um, I, I liked her. I wanted her to be a surprise when she came back, yeah. you know, and she wasn't because she was in the next goddamn episode, even though it was like, is that the one where she was just stealing everything? Yeah. And yeah. I actually kind of liked that. episode. It was a good episode. It was a good episode, but it was still like the next one. Like there should have been some kind of time yeah. because the doctor's surprised to see her. 500 years later or exactly. whatever it was. It's way more than 500 years. I don't yeah. remember how long it was. Oh, wait, no. It, it, was, it, it would, wouldn't have been that yeah, far. Yeah. But it would have been at least a couple hundred years mm-hmm. difference because it was kind of going from yeah, 1600s kind of a Game London. of Thrones to 1600s London. Yeah. And then it kind of jumps, you know, around again. Mm-hmm. And, I don't and know. It, she was an interesting... She was almost like... Like, if they had announced that she was the new Missy, I would have... That would have been of, weird. Yeah. Well, it would have been weird, but I almost kind of would have appreciated it more because it would have made a little bit more sense. But so, so this would remind me a little bit. Um, I'll tell you about it in when we talk about in the future episodes. So um, anyway. Anyway. Okay. So I, um, Catherine Tre- Trejena wrote that one. Mm-hmm. So a lot of chicks were writing some uh, Which episodes. Which is good. This one. Needed. Now, 
I'm going to hop to my next twofer because we'll okay. talk about Maisie a little bit more later in yeah, the yeah. season. Um, the Zygon Invasion and the Zygon Inversion. Oh. So those are Peter Hartness and um, Peter Hartness and Stephen Moffat um, wrote those episodes. I liked uh, the Osgoods. I love Osgood. And that's an easy cosplay, though. We've yeah. already talked about that. Well, she's, we did talk she's, about she's, that, and we lost our episode. We did. We talked about it extensively, and it was in the... It was golden. You missed it. There was... There was I'm still uh, a little bitter. There was it's nobody's fault, but I'm There were laughs. There were tears. We came back better people as a result of it, and you guys lost that episode. You did. So. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all depressed again. Anyway, so it's taking me four days to get over it. Yeah. Now. So, uh, so you know, we uh, really enjoyed the. Um, we just we thought it could be an easy cosplay because mm-hmm. we're already like already spectacles. Yeah. All you need is a lab coat and a scarf, right? Yeah. yeah. Or a bow tie if you want to do the one because one of yeah. them she does a bow tie. Yeah. Anywho, it would really it really good. You could even do a mashup of an Osgood Velma character because I think it's the same girl that plays both, like in the oh, newer uh-huh. Scooby Doo movies. So yeah, you could kind of do a mashup. That's I have funny. some when we when we get to our comic blues episode, I want to talk about the cosplay, cosplay. idea that I have been working, working through and has now apparently become a group project. So All stay right, tuned but... for more of that later. All right. So and now the Zygon invasion is really fun because the Zygon I love the Zygons because they pop into your regular thing. But this the Zygon inversion where they're basically um, I think that's the second one inversion yeah, inversion is because they, they got to spit them back out again. Yeah. Lovely. Um, well, so one's an invasion, one's an this inversion. Is, this is where um, they are trod that Peter Capal or Peter Ka- eleven, right? Is he? No, he's twelve. He's twelve or thirteen, depending it's, on yeah. that war doctor bullshit. Exactly. I don't know why I keep calling him eleven. Anyway, I guess I skipped over Matt Smith. I, I love Matt Smith. If you skip Matt Smith, you lose Amy Pond. No, I don't want to lose That's Amy not Pond okay. or or River really. No. Well, yeah, yeah. Break my heart with River again. Yeah. So. This episode of the Zygon Inversion has a, a monologue that Peter Capaldi tells. And the way he acts it, this is how you know he is the best actor to play Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. I just, I can't imagine. Now, I say that, but somebody gave the same speech to Paul McGann mm-hmm. at a um, at a uh, con or something. Yeah. And he just read it, never had read it before. Mm-hmm. It sounded pretty good. So, like, yeah. with some practice, he yeah. might... But, you know, still no Capaldi. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, it was just, it was so, it, you know, he talks about, you know, stop thinking about war. War is not the answer. Blah, blah, blah. You know, just typical monologue stuff. But it was so good. Mm-hmm. So good. All right. So I just had to talk about that awesome monologue. Yeah. You know, it was basically, you know, the consequences of war, you know, you know, stop being so war hungry. Mm-hmm. You don't know what it is until you're after a war. Like, right. you know, and, and he obviously knows because he's gone through the time war. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Um, let me see. What's our next? Our next one is the only standalone. Which one is that? Um, sleep no more. That's when they make the Morpheus pod and then they had the sleepies in the eyes. I don't. It was. It wasn't that good. Like this I is not the best episode, and it was Mark Gaddis, and normally he's really good, but no. So skip it. Yeah. So you guys remember it is basically that our dreams, like we lose like this toxicity into us because of the sleepies in our eyes. Really bad line, Mark. Like that's kind of <laughs> messed up. That reminds me of an episode of Supernatural where Dean gets like taken by a monster that kind of puts you into a dreamy coma, and then it 
eats your energy while you're having the happiest dreams in the world kind of thing. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Supernatural. You need to get to the Charlie episodes. You okay. really love them. Now, this is the episode that I want to um, that I want to talk about. Sarah Sarah Dollard wrote it. Face the Raven. Oh. This, now, okay, this I was is where looking, we lost Clara. This is where and we knew we were going to lose her going into it because it's like, this is Clara's last episode. So we're like, okay, she's going to die. And maybe it'll be a little sad or whatever, but then she'll be gone. Whew, it'll be great. Well, yeah, fresh start because she brought a lot of baggage with her. Me is in this episode too, isn't she? Isn't that yes, how they yes, get there? Yeah, because okay. me, um, me is somehow the... Um, Somebody's got a time clock on them or some kind of... Yeah, so like she like is in some kind of like... Um, supernatural uh, town, mm-hmm. you know, and she is like the mayor of said supernatural town. And to keep it, um, it's just like that episode of Star Trek where Wesley Crusher like falls over the, um, falls over the <laughs> gate, and then they were like going to put him to death. It's mm-hmm. like the same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know. Or, ooh, I fell through the hedge. That's the sacred hedge. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. It. So it was. It's just like that. And me's in charge, yeah. right? And by the way, me is what we're calling a Shilda now. That's what the, she calls the, herself. The Maisie, yeah. Maisie Williams. Um, she's like she has the memory of a human, and so she loses a lot of her. Um, she so she cannot remember her lifespan. She has to write them all down, and so yeah, they talked about that a little bit. And the reason there's not a huge reason to bring that up, but anyway, but I thought. So this whole time, Clara, the the last several episodes we've seen, she's been very reckless. Yeah. It's like after she lost Danny Pink, she just, you know, she, it took her a couple episodes to kind of mourn that. And Mm -hmm. I'm not going to travel with you anymore. And then all of a sudden she's, she's doing what I think most of us do whenever we have a breakup or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's that denial kind of thing. And she just you just jump into, I remember when I got separated, like everybody's like, are you okay? And they all look at you like half their head is heavier than the other half. Oh my gosh. Are you all right? I'm like, I'm fine. I'm going out every night. I was partying. I was like doing all this stuff. It was like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so I, th- I think that's kind of what we're, what we're seeing here is now she doesn't have the attachment at home. She doesn't have, you know, cause Danny was very anti, Everything the doctor was doing. Yeah. Um, it's so dangerous. She yeah. It is. And she, but she doesn't really have that fear anymore. I don't think she even has a fear of death at this point because, you know, Danny's gone already. So whatever. And so she just like, even from the first episode, she's there and she's like, let's go hop in the TARDIS. Where are we going? And, this and, is I, fun. and I think that's why I liked her because she didn't have that fear of death. It was you know? fun, but it's almost because then there's the weird switch of fate because now the doctor, who's usually the reckless, let's go have fun, puppy dog, whatever, yeah. is now like, this is dangerous. You know, if the doctor's telling you shit's dangerous and like, you should really rethink this, you should probably rethink your life choices. So... <laughs> You know, but um, so she does, uh, she makes a decision and a decision that she, she was able to switch um, the time clock, you know, to her and thought that somehow it would be able to fix it later. I don't know what it was. Anyway, the time clock is basically a countdown and at the countdown, a raven comes, pierces through your heart and you die. Yeah. Fun. But, um, you know, it sounds weird, weird. You know, if you mentioned it to somebody else, they'd be like, what the hell is that? Anyway, they did it. They wrote it beautifully, shot it beautifully. It, and she executed it amazingly. Um, exactly. It was, it was, I bawled my eyes out. And I was like, I don't even like Clara. Yeah. And I just, 
because it was so selfless and it was so, and she said something about, you know, if Danny Pink can go bravely, so can I. Yeah. And it was just like, <gasps> yeah. Oh She's God. like, I'm not going to be in hysterics. You're not going to be in hysterics. Yep. She's like, you know, yelled at the doctor. She's like, you're not coming after me. You're yeah. not going to change this. It, this is it. Exactly. And so then she goes out into the street and it's like, looks like, you know. Um, it's almost like a show, like a shootout almost. Yeah, but it there's has no, it's cobblestones and it's yeah. nighttime. And, it's the, and the, the raven comes through and uh, goes through her heart just like this said. And she died and it was beautiful and it was poetic mm. and I loved it. Yeah, it was amazing. So, I mean, I mean, I was sad. I was sad because of how it ended, I it was spectacular mm-hmm. and sad. If you can have that, like yep. you know, yep. if I die, I want it to be something crazy spectacular like that. Yeah, <laughs> and then okay, so then this next episode, because because after that we're like, whoa, what's gonna happen now? Yeah, now it's gonna suck. Yeah, so now Stephen Moffat's <laughs> gonna take over. <laughs> <sighs> so he wrote Heaven Sent, and basically. It was the most difficult to watch Doctor Who episode I've ever seen. I own it and I do not watch it. Yeah, I skip it every time. Because it's he's basically in like some kind of maze. And he... Um, well, start out at the beginning. Because at the beginning... Now, Clara's dead. And they yeah. have said, Jenna Coleman is not coming back. This yeah. is not... She's coming back for whatever. And then all of a sudden, the Doctor is like having these messages sent to him on a chalkboard yeah. that she's written, or you see the back of her head standing somewhere. Yeah. And it's all these things like you never, you don't see her face, but it's still, she's still there. Yeah. And I'm like, you just totally crapped on her beautiful exit strategy. Yeah. And so, and the whole idea is that he's mad and he's trying to solve a mystery. And it turns out that he's like trapped in, in this maze for, you know, a million years. I just gave you the whole thing. That's a million it. years yeah. he was trapped and he had to slowly break his way through something after a million years of being constantly re, uh, regenerated every day through a teleporter. And every day is a fresh day and he has to resolve his mysteries. Anyway, done. That's it. The story was awful. Yeah. Guess what? Yeah, he, the very beginning, he's, he's standing on a thousand skulls. Guess whose skulls they are? They're his. They're his. That's Spoilers. messed up, dude. The end. And um, so then when he finally gets out, guess where he is? He's on fucking Gallifrey. Gallifrey. And that's the only cool part of the whole thing. Because at the end, he said something like, you let him know I'm here or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. Right. Anyway. Uh, end of that episode. It was crap. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> so now we get to the episode that I loved. Which okay. one was this? Now, this one is Hellbent. It's the end. Well, there's that was one the, after that, is it? Well, well we're getting, the Christmas episode yep. is yeah. it. Okay. We'll discuss that later. <laughs> anyway, um, so Hellbent, um, this is when he comes back to Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. And he has amassed a supporters. Mm-hmm. He's still awesome and rock and roll, right? And um, basically, he makes an arrangement uh, because none of it, I can't even remember why. Like, nobody wants to attack his... Uh, they, they want to know what his involvement is in creating... Um, a hybrid of two human, of two two mighty warrior races uh, that will destroy the Time Lords. Mm. And so at the end of the last one, there he said, you know what, that hybrid, he would never tell the story to the hybrid. It, that would have gotten him out of the yep. maze he was in, but he never did. And then he, as soon as he walks out, you know, like, it's been a million years. I'm going to say it now. Um, hey, it's me. 
there you go. That's the hybrid. Mm-hmm. And so the end, end scene. Next episode. You're like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? Anyway, so they go there. Everybody's trying. Everybody on Gallifrey is trying to get him to tell. And he's standing up against the military. And all these people used to work for him in the military. Right. And they like, they're like, nope, sorry, we're not going to, um, we're not going to go against the doctor. Right. And so then the doctor tells the president, hey, get the fuck off the thing, blah blah blah. Anyway, he says that he doesn't say fuck. He should. That'd be better. Much. Anyway, long story short. He makes an agreement with the Time Lords to go back into time. And guess who's fucking there? Right before Clara dies. The second before he dies, he pulls her out of that thing and completely destroys her beautiful ending. Yep. And then he sticks her on a spaceship with me or something. Yes. And so that was the the thing is that... Like they get their own TARDIS and run away yeah, or some shit. Yeah. His like, theory what? was that the hybrid that was created was me as in a shielder that we talked about yeah. earlier and um, not me as in, well, it me. makes perfect sense because she was part human, part time Lord since he had given kind of like river. Well, no, given it was her part the, human part. The big uh, Viking things. That's the thing he took from them. You know, the Viking things that, that they got out of um, oh, that's that, right. that, that is a mighty that's warrior right. race. Yeah. 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 And so he thought that that's what that meant. Yeah. And, um, you know, and if you go back actually and watch the first few episodes, they talk about the hybrid some more. So it's um, not a, um, it, it, you don't even think about it until you rewatch the season. Mm-hmm. Anywho, how many times have I said that? This I, episode, I seven, seven, 18. Eh. Yeah. Again, you missed the good one, so now you get the backup. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're just trying that to re-remember. Yeah. Um, I did enjoy... Um, so they brought back uh, Clara for this second between heartbeats, and apparently you can't cheat death, so she's never going to be able to breathe, or to be able no, to she'll realize. still die there. But. Yeah, she'll, she'll never be able to live. And uh, so they talked about, you know, hey, they're trying to reset time, blah, blah, blah. That's when they run into me, and me is mm-hmm. like... Have you ever thought that maybe the mighty hybrid is actually the combination of you and Clara? Mm. And um, and then, you know, he starts thinking about it. Missy's the one that put them together. Yep. Oh, my yep. God. Maybe it is. And um, so and, you know, he basically went back and destroyed the time alerts for their things. But he realizes at that point that they do need to be separated. Right. And he sets up um, his sonics. Well, if they're separate, then. Yeah. They can't go back and. Yeah. Do bad things. So he um he sets up a sonic screwdriver sunglasses to make it so that he'll forget um she'll forget all about him as soon mm-hmm. as she puts it on. She hears this in the TARDIS, reversing reverse reverses the polarity. Mm-hmm. You know, as you do. Yeah. And um when you're a school teacher. Exactly. Well, <laughs> she did get that hacker patch from Matt Smith. That's my assumption, is that this anyway. <laughs> Okay, so this is why Stephen Moffat's not the best writer, yeah, right? Because yeah. like these there's are there's a lot of there's a lot of suspension of disbelief yeah. in all of these shows because you're like, huh? Yeah. So basically, he's she says I reversed it, so you're gonna put that on and you're gonna forget me. And uh, so there's this big going back and forth. He's like, I don't think he even did it right. And she's like, Well, we don't know. Are you gonna push You know. And so they do that that whole bullshit thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he puts them on, and. Uh, he forgot all about her. Mm-hmm. And it was very sad because at the end, he goes to a diner, the same diner that he was in, uh, in Lake Palutah yep, yep. Um, with uh, Amy and uh, Rory and River. And he does not remember Clara at all. He just remembers that there is somebody missing from his life. Yeah. 
So now it, he knows how Donna Noble feels. Exactly. Good mm. point. Anyway, super sad ending. Except he probably doesn't remember Donna Noble because it was two faces ago. So Yeah. It was a super sad ending. The only thing that I liked about that ending is it's going to um, make it possible for him to go on and not mope for fucking five se- five episodes. Yeah, because, he, you know, the doctor, although, you know, or at least past doctors, let's say, have had a, a, a tiny mope whenever their yeah. current companion has left for whatever reason or he's accidentally killed them for whatever reason. But it happens. And, it, you know, he moves on. Yeah, so I, I just didn't want them, like, when... Uh, we are like goldfish in the life of a doctor. Exactly. And so he shouldn't get attached anyway. No. Um, but um, David Tennant was the biggest mopier of the mopies, you know, when he lost, uh, 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 I forgot her name, Billy Piper. You. <laughs> Rose. Yeah, Rose. <laughs> See, you don't put a mic in front of me. I forget everybody's name. I do the same thing. Anyway. That's why we have a podcast. So I did love the episode. I did love the season. It was my favorite season. I did not feel like I loved the last two episodes. Mm-mm. Honestly, you could have shrunk them into one um, and maybe not brought Clara back. Right. Maybe just I, had I think him. they should have just let her have her ending. And, you know, honestly, it kind of irritates me that he took, that Stephen Moffat took that beautiful ending that was written by Although a female it, it writer. honestly could have, I mean, this could have been, because we did have Missy. It was mm-hmm. the reason that the two of them got together in the first place but for what purpose i don't know and you know how sometimes like it feels oh they've been playing a long game with us that oh now it all makes sense and sometimes i think it's just oh we're gonna let's look back and pretend it was a long game so this seems like that second part exactly i think that they could have ended it with um if he was having a tough time with it still uh having somebody somebody mm-hmm. on the outside remove those memories from him right um and still have the same storyline and still kept a beautiful ending for clara yeah and um anyway so that's how i felt about the season i did love the season mm-hmm. um but can we talk about the christmas episode we oh my god we have to talk about, about the that i I'm in love with the christmas episode I, you know what i'm in love with river song me too she is amazing I'm in love with Alex Kingston as an actress. I adore her. She's Anytime awesome. she's on anything. She was in the Gilmore Girls revival, and it was just kind of a yeah, awesome. Was she in it? Yeah. Oh. I Well, and she was in ER. Like That was like my yeah. first uh, thing is I'd watched her in junior high in ER. Oh, she's also in Arrow. Oh, she's, she's an arrow now. She's, uh, I don't she's like that they straighten her hair. Like, what's her name? Uh, uh, her hair is so cute. Curly. Canary. Yeah. The, the Canary Canaries Girls. And, yeah. She's their mom. Yeah, I don't like that uh, they straighten her hair in there because I'm like, that's not Alex Hankson, you know, yeah. but she doesn't get to be fun or anything either. No, so. she doesn't. She's always worried and mopey and having an anxiety attack, but I still love her. So. Yeah, I love I love. So her let's too. talk about the Husbands of River Song because <gasps> that was the Christmas episode. the greatest episode. So beautiful. It was really beautiful. It showed that the doctor really loves uh, River. Well, this is what I love about this. She has no idea who he is. Yeah. Because, so. you know, again, River died the very first time we met her. Yeah. And then her entire history with the rest of the show is weirdly it's jumping opposite, around yeah. time. So every time she meets the doctor, it, he could have a different face. Like mm-hmm. when she met him, as this is what I always thought was funny, though. Because obviously we didn't know who was going to replace David Tennant mm-hmm. when it was time for him to be gone. They replaced with Matt Smith, right? Matt Smith would have been the doctor she would have originally met. Yeah. That would have been the one she would have known. 
who looks like a 12 year old. Yeah. Way but she young. tells him in the library episode, I, why did you pick such a young face? Or I don't know. something. Yeah. So like, like it almost would have made sense had she been with Capaldi. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it would have made yeah. a little bit more sense. But then, you know, so she doesn't know who he is when he yeah. shows up. And and she knows the rules of Time Lords because yeah. she's a half Time Lord or Time Aberration. Yeah. I don't know what she is. Well, she remember, she was born. She was conceived on the TARDIS. And she, I think she's a Time but Lord. He, and she took well, all of her as regeneration that was the thing. energy. She, she, I think she has like half Time Lord properties. So she had regenerations. But she gave them all to the doctor whenever in the Hitler episode. Yeah, when she killed him. Yeah, when she kills him in the Hitler episode. So she basically had no regenerative powers left. My, after my that. favorite part was like when they. Uh, it, it, that was my favorite part. Matt Smith though mm-hmm. was like somebody's like they they constructed a, a hitman to kill you, and he's like totally married her. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're married. <laughs> yeah, it's, and it was really weird to me though that like so. Clara's character went back in time and visited all of these doctors and does not know who the hell River Song is. No, but River knows who she is. Yeah. Because she's a ghost. Yeah. Remember there was, it yeah, wasn't was this creepy. episode. Yeah. I don't remember which episode that was yeah, that last was, season. Yeah. But it was just kind of a, huh? But yeah, River's timeline has always been fascinating to me. It but is. I, and I, there is, if you search for, search for it on YouTube, somebody has a fan or whoever has clipped things together from River's time point. Yeah. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely amazing. Because you remember when we first meet River in the library, which yeah. again is the day she dies or the day she's saved, yeah. if you will. She tells him our last night together was mm-hmm. spent On wherever. The, yeah, the singing towers of... The singing um, towers of whatever. The restaurant at the mm-hmm. singing towers of whatever. And yeah. it was amazing. It was glorious, whatever it was. And so he's known this since the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of his timeline. Yeah. Makes any sense. And then we get to this episode and she, Rivers just like marries people all over the place to get stuff from them because yeah. that's what she does. She's She is uh, she's, the female John Barrowman. Yeah, I think I, I, I totally picture her. She is. Way. And she's got that little, uh, she's, I little think guy they, with they, her. Yeah. That, and, who we'd seen in previous episodes somewhere. And she keeps popping in and stealing the, the, the TARDIS. Yeah, she yeah she just <laughs> pops in, steals the TARDIS. She's like, it's fine. And it's, she, gets, it's she has a little deal. mini bar in the back and like a mini bar that surprised Capaldi. Yeah. And she's like, don't tell he's, dad. <laughs> I know, he's on there with her, but she still doesn't know who he is. And she's not supposed to know, or he do, he doesn't tell her because these people are trying to... Find the doctor. Find yeah. the doctor and get it out of her. And they're, you know... So, She's like, I don't know where he is. They're like, but we detect the, you know, yeah. Time Lord heart raid mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And he goes, hello, sweetie. Yeah. And she's like. <laughs> yeah. That was, I mean, when it's, when um, she was saying, like, it's ridiculous. He would not be around. He it's, would not be stupid enough, enough to, to be catch, here yeah, and like, get caught. And yeah. And she's like. But you said that you love the doctor. So I love the doctor, but he doesn't love me. But he does. He like, loves of her. He does. It was so cute. But anyway, the, the, when it goes back to the TARDIS mm-hmm. and he finds out, um, she thinks that he is just a surgeon because she, you know uh, that was they're the, looking for an, an actual doctor. doctor. Yeah, and um, to fix her husband. Or yeah, whatever. and um, he ta- um, she goes. Okay, don't freak out when you walk into this TARDIS. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's and, bigger and, on it's, the it's, And she's like, know. he's like. I get to do it. I get to do it. And he's like, 
oh my, it is larger on the in <laughs> on the inside. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. My entire perspe perception of space is altered permanently. <laughs> <laughs> this really is an it, it is a hilarious episode. It's fun and you know, and we just went through some really dark episodes. Yeah. That, I mean it ended in September, but like it was just two months later before the Christmas episode. Mm -hmm. So we went through some dark episodes and that was what we last saw him in. So it was fun to see him happy. Yeah. And it was fun to see Riverback. And I and I like the two of them together. I think they're actually a cute couple. They're the best. Yeah. Because yeah. it's it's less creepy. Yeah. It's a lot less creepy. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah. So then we basically see that the doctor keeps popping back and forth to this planet and says, where's the restaurant? Well, there's nothing here. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. So here's a whole buttload of money. How long will it take you to do this? Well, thousands of years for these falls to yeah. get where they need to be. Okay, I'll be back. And like, he just keeps coming I back. I know, he makes a reservation. They're like, there won't be a reservation for four years. Yeah. Okay, hold we'll on. be back. Be exactly. Right. We'll be back. Oh, hold on, wrong time. And, you know, finally he brings River there and she recognizes where they are or she realizes where they are. And I don't... Trying to remember how it yeah kind of yeah. plays out. The she finally realizes that this is like their yeah, last time together, together, their yeah. last night together. And I because think the, the next time he's going to see her, he's going to be David Tennant. He'll yeah. be David Tennant in the library. And so I think this is the point where you know she kind of asks the question that anybody asks when it's like this is the end of whatever relationship, your life, whatever it is. Because for her, it's both basically. Yeah. Um, sort of, and she you know she, she says well, how how long is a yeah. day on um, this planet or a night on this planet, and it's like twenty five years. Yeah, it's and it was just like oh, oh, I just loved that. Wouldn't you love to see a slight sitcom though of the day in a life like like just a, a the lifetime of well, the river and the doctor living in an apartment well, you know, on this you've planet you've heard little side things like he's like oh yeah you know i lived with moderates once river and i got in a fight and you're like exactly <laughs> i lived in the otters and yeah. river kicked me out i it's just i i like that day in the life i would really like yeah. and i think that they have this this beautiful like tragic and happy romance because i kind of see them almost in this like for whatever reason this pops in my mind because of the otters, probably. Um, kind of a cross between like a Tarzan and Jane plus like Three's Company because they've got that little guy with them. Mm -hmm. So if you merge these two concepts together, I'm pretty sure that would be the life of River and... The uh, little bald guy? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to be in the upcoming yeah, season. I saw yeah. that. At least for a while. You know, yeah. they always kill off the male yeah, companion Yeah, producer somehow. Craig is like, I am not looking forward to that. He's a, yeah, he's not my favorite. He, not Craig, a, the, <laughs> the guy on the show. <laughs> Whatever, about the same. Either way. Yeah. Sorry, Craig. <laughs> he doesn't listen to the whole episode anyway. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> he does not. That's a good point. <laughs> but this will be the point he will find. So yeah. let's just... Uh, no. I love Craig. Anyway, um... <laughs> So, yeah. So that okay. was an awesome episode. Yeah. And We're looking forward to the upcoming season to yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, they again, have an openly gay companion, which they said is the first time. And her name is Bill. Yeah. And it's made by Pearl Mackey. And apparently she's been pulled out of the 80s. So that's kind of fun. I hope mm -hmm. she continues to wear 80s stuff. She looks like she, you know, so she's pretty laid back. She's really just kind of there. Mm -hmm. For the fun of it, she's there for the adventure. I don't see her being somebody who's going to start madly crushing on the doctor, obviously, because she's, you know. Yeah, unless the, unless the doctor regenerates unless into the doctor a lady. becomes a woman, and then yeah. all bets are off. We yes. are, you know, we are still hoping for our first female doctor outside of Doctor Donna, which was like a half an hour of her doctorness. 
Um, yeah, I liked her. But I think, I think it's time. It's, you know. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it's The BBC is too conservative. Like, they've already done is the wildest thing they're going to do. And that was, that's probably why they're like, oh, guess what? We're going to make her lesbian. There you go. Stop telling us we need to be progressive. We're progressive. Don't, you know, let me go find another white guy. Don't worry. You know. (laughs) So, I don't know. I don't work at the BBC. These are my assumptions. This is what goes on. Maybe he'll come back as Danny Pink and learn a lesson. I don't know. I liked Danny. I, I really did. Like did. Danny, Danny was a good I w- character. I wish he would have gone along with the doctor because I think they'd be. None of the boyfriends ever get along with the doctor. Yes, he's uh, your space Mickey, dad. Mickey didn't. Uh, Rory didn't for yeah. a very long time. Well, I think Mickey appreciated him at the end, though, but not at the beginning. Well, why would, would you? He took, took his, his girlfriend. girlfriend. She's like, I'm. I'm just not gonna sit here and work in a shop. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with working in a shop, bitch? people buy my stuff people work in shops it's okay (laughs) they do they do they work in a shop so yeah so anyways i think that's does that wrap up yeah that does i do have um in context well it's not in context because you don't know where it's from but it's an Mm -hmm. out of context Mm -hmm. uh internet quote for our subject and it says if i'm being subjective i'd like to say that the greatest hero in sci-fi is doctor who but if i'm being completely objective i'd say it's doctor whom (laughs) <laughs> now he did get a ton of shit because the doctor these guys named the doctor and not doctor who and so then but he's like all right but it's grammar laughs and that's funny i'm a I, fan. I, I that's why i read it in because as a yes, writer i'm a fan of that because yes theoretically the concept is wrong but it's funny it is funny yeah. exactly it's like ugh, y'all plebes that's what they all are they're all plebes <laughs> uh yeah so oh, uh we need to announce book club we do. We have a book club coming up in a couple of weeks. We are doing You Are Never Weird on the Internet Almost mm-hmm. by Felicia Day. Yeah. And this is, um, she's coming to Comic Palooza, so you guys want to read it anyway. So you want to read it. Can. And, you know, we'd still love to get her on the show. So Hi, Felicia. Hi, Felicia. Uh, so use the hashtag Hi Felicia mm-hmm. with, with our podcast when you and are And we have 85 ha- hashtags that we use now right now. Ooh, yeah, I don't care. It's okay. I like it. Um, anyway, and yeah, we would love to have her on the show. So we're going to do her book because it's time that we did one anyway. Um, also, another announcement at Comic Palooza. This is a, uh, a, a vendor booth mm-hmm. that is actually close to my heart, um, almost literally. The, uh, the Be the Match booth is going to be there. This is for the National Bone Marrow Registry. I have a friend who has a two-year-old child who was born with a very severe genetic disorder. Took him a long time to kind of diagnose what it was, but the chances are that he is going to need a bone marrow transplant at some point during his life. The problem is that he is of mixed ethnicity. is half Chinese, half Italian, and currently has zero matches in the registry. And I am not talking about the registry in the United States. I am talking about the registry in the entire world. He has no matches. So his family, uh, my friend who I've known since high school and I adore, uh, they have set out on a crusade to try to save Roman and try to find a match for him. So we are swabbing everybody, anybody and everybody. And they're going to have a booth at Comic Palooza. Uh, it takes about, I think, 10 minutes from start to finish, um, from filling out your paperwork to doing the actual swabs. I did it myself at home. You can go to join.bethematch.org slash Team Roman, 
and you fill out like 10 minutes worth of an online medical health questionnaire, and then they will send you a kit to your house. It's got four little Q-tip swabs that you use to swab the inside of your cheeks. You mail it back, and if you match with somebody, they'll contact you. I think they cover all of the expenses. Um, Be the match specifically, I think, is ages 18 to 45. Uh, If you are over 45 years old but would still like to be in the registry to try to save a life, uh, I think it's deletebloodcancer.org, goes up to age 55. So you can check these things out. You can stop by their booth at Comic Palooza. I think I'm going to give them some stickers and stuff from Mm -hmm. our podcast. So anybody who comes there and, uh, you know, says that we sent them or whatever, we'll give out some stickers. I'm going to go do some live stuff there so that you can get to know Roman and his, you know, his parents and what it is that they're trying to do because it's not just for Roman. It's for anybody and everybody, your mother, your sister, your brother, anybody could get sick at any moment and may or may not ever have a, um, a match in the registry. And it is not a scary procedure. This is the one thing that I hear over and over. And it was the one thing that scared. We had a kid who had leukemia when I was in high school that they were doing bone marrow drive for. And it was terrifying what they were telling you, that it was painful and it was harder for the donor than the recipient. Um, I've learned so much from Nicole and her family and Be The Match and everything that they have tried to do. 80% of the time, I think it's just a blood draw or like like donating blood. And then the other person of the time, it's like a, it's a hip biopsy. I think they go in and do. I don't know all of the details, so I'm not going to try to pretend. But their two-year-old has had it done three times uh, for, for biopsy purposes. And they said he's up and running, you know, as soon as the anesthesia wears off. No Tylenol, nothing. Mm-hmm. So please go see the Be The Match booth. See if you qualify to be in the registry and share it with your friends because it really could save a life. So. Yeah. And uh, those uh, combination ethnicities um, are usually needed because I remember yeah. um, I, <laughs> I sent one to my sister. So I, t- I told her, I said, she's, uh, she's half Japanese. And mm-hmm. so I sent it to my sister and said, Hey, I know these people are looking for a thing. So if you can go and, uh, you know, yeah. get this. And she goes, well, what do I get? And I'm like, the, the option to the save option a life. save somebody's She's life. She's like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'll send you a sticker. She, does, she doesn't listen. So right, it's Dawn, fine. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but seriously, it's, it's a really, really good cause. A friend of mine that I've known since uh, preschool got called or sent a letter uh, a couple of weeks ago that she actually matched with somebody. It was like a 42-year-old man who needed a... Uh, transplant and so she's going through the process because it's not just oh yeah you matched and uh, come over here and give me your blood like Mm -hmm. there is a process that happens after the fact Mm -hmm. Um, but just you know if you move change if you're in the registry already which I do have friends who've been in the registry for years if you move if you change your contact information in any way make sure you update it with the registry so that they can actually find you because you would not want to be a person who's on the list this is yay, we found a match. And then that person is Missing, not, yeah. you know, they're, they're basically MIA because nobody knows how to find them. Yeah. So this is, again, a very special cause. It takes, you know, 10 minutes out of your life to get signed up for the registry. If you don't qualify for the registry, because some people won't because of their own health issues, please pass it on and see, because somebody else may. Yeah. Um, I think it's less than 3% of the entire registry is mixed ethnicity. So that's something to really think about is if you have like, you know, I really kind of wish, you know, Paul would have been able to do it because he, you know, Mm -hmm. is half, you know, half Caucasian and half Hispanic. He would have that 
he doesn't look it, but he would absolutely have something that somebody else might yeah, need. Yeah, I didn't get that. Nobody does. <laughs> it's just the yeah. same thing. My nieces are the same way. You mm-hmm. know, blonde hair, green eyed, but very much half, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I'm not half anything. I'm, I'm, I'm full I'm full white. fledged mutt. Pure, mutt pure white, white mutt. Girl. Yeah. I, I think the largest percentage of people in the registry currently are Caucasian women. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> we just sign up for everything. Yeah. We do. We're like oh, I want a wh- keychain. Can I get a keychain? Maybe Here's my social security the, number. Where's my coupon? Talk, talk to me <laughs> to match and see if they'll give your sister a keychain. She'd go sign up. <laughs> it, was, it was ridiculous. But, but yeah, <laughs> like, like again, Roman has the highest chance, I think, of matching with someone who has Asian uh, descent, but it literally could be anyone. You so. know, I'm going to make her now because she did that and I'm mm-hmm. going to guilt her and say, now you can just do it at home. So go to this yeah. website. And go, go to the it. website. We'll post it on our Stuff yeah. as well. I'm trying to get the booth number, but I don't have that yet. So we will post it when we know they it. They may not have it yet. They may not have it yet. But just uh, check your Comic Palooza app because it will tell you where the different vendors are located. Yeah. So, all right. Well, Anyways, I think where... I think that's it. Um, we've got some more. Um, we've got quest- exciting shows coming up. Yep. So read your book, and yep. um, we'll be we'll... catching up with you soon. All right. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. I really enjoy watching you add whiskey into delightful <laughs> breakfast beverages. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now.